Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam, here is Danielle. Hi. And here's Mia. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Mia. Hello, hi. <laughs> well, you are by far our most exciting guest ever, and we have had a lot of exciting guests on. That's true. Um, That's I true, would, I am your most yes, exciting guest say, ever. <laughs> or or we've had exciting yes, guests. Um, you have had a lot of exciting guests, but... I would say yes. I am the most amazing one. Um, I just, like, <laughs> if you I just, don't like, say so yourself, in your humble I opinion, yes. I don't say so myself. I wouldn't say that I'm the best guest you've ever had, but yeah, I am the best guest you've ever <laughs> had, and you should be appreciating my presence here. Um, we are come a little closer to the mic. It's okay. This close enough? Much better. Yes. Keep going. So uh, you have been wanting to come on for a long... We had the podcast now over two years. And I would say this is something we've been talking about for probably over a year that you've wanted to come on. And I've been a little hesitant, not because I don't trust you or want you on or anything like that, because there's nobody I would rather have on the podcast. But I guess as a mom, my first instinct is, you know, we get rated and reviewed and we get a lot of feedback most of it is overwhelmingly wonderful and non-judgmental and incredible but of course with anything there's that other side and I would I just never ever ever my heart would be wrenched if I ever had that other side happen when it came to my kid so um you know we really have the most incredible community but of course my first instinct is always just to be very protective of you but I am so happy you're here you're being so brave um and you're just you know you're awesome um so oh that was very nice thank you (laughs) so we I wanted to talk about acceptance with you on an episode um because I think dad and I work really hard and I know we are by no means perfect parents. Don't don't say anything yet. I know you're dying <laughs> to. Who, 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 me or Mia? <laughs> Mia. <laughs> uh, I have stuff to say. Yeah, but just wait. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about acceptance because th- that has been such an important thing to us. And I think especially being a teenager, no matter who you are as a teenager, you need a safe space. Um, but also if you want to talk to us a little bit about why you wanted to come on and talk about acceptance and, and accepting your kids, um, for who they are, then that would be great. Uh, well, I've always wanted to be on here mainly because you are my parents and stuff and like, I wanted to be a part of this. Um, but also like a huge part of it is that like, I'm so glad that you asked me like as your LGBT kid, your kid who's part of the LGBT community, um, instead of just like talking about your experience as an LGBT, uh, as parents of an LGBTQ plus kid, because um, like I think it's important to hear from the kids' perspective, not just the parents, and like to hear what the kid thinks, you know, and like for the parents to hear from the ki- actual kid, to see like, oh, so this stuff is actually like what we need to be doing. This is like what we need to be here, what we our kid needs to be hearing. Like, mm-hmm. although to be fair, it's like different for every kid, obviously. Um, and I don't know. I just like, I just got like really excited. Like, you know, you all are my parents and when it's nice to have a platform. Yeah, true. And it's nice to, and this stuff like needs to be talked about. Yeah. Um, and we have never spoken about your, you know, your sexual identity or your identity really at all on the podcast. We do talk about you guys, but it's mostly like, you know, 
you guys were being pains in the butt. Yeah, bitching or, about them. Yeah, or right. something like that. I mean, that's fair. I'm, I'm assuming you talk about Ian the most then, right? <laughs> <laughs> we do talk, we do talk about Ian a lot. <laughs> I always wanted it to be that if we were going to talk about it, you were going to be here. I in no way would ever want to tell your story or um, pretend to know how you feel about it. And, um, you know, and my, my main goal is just to give you a space to maybe talk to the parents. I don't know if parents are going to want to listen to this with their kids. Um, and, and, you know, really just talk about how we can make a place for kids to feel accepted and loved and better understood. So do you want to talk a little bit about your, like, you know, it's so interesting because the first thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about coming out. But I don't know that you ever really came out. I mean, I don't think I ever came out to Dag. I might have like can't come out to you. No, I was yeah. trying to think about this for a while. Yeah, yeah. There was, I never came there out was to never Dad. a point where I thought to myself, "Did Mia say something to me or let mm-hmm. me know in some way?" It never happened. I think it was a gradual thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember with Dad, it was probably just like making a joke, and you guys are laughing, and Dad is like, "Oh, okay. I, I guess I think that's what probably happened." Um, do you, I don't remember honestly. I like, think it. Was, I think it was mostly we were all just sitting around watching a movie. Yeah, that's what I remember yeah. too. Yeah, and Ian said something about. I came out to Ian. I definitely did come out to Ian. Yeah, Ian said something to me. I don't remember what it was. Um, how do I feel about it, or something to that manner? And I, I, I just remember saying, I, I don't know. I don't care. Is she happy? That's that's what I care about, and that's all I remember that's saying. Good. That's right. Yeah, that's a good. Well, response. it just made like me that. think that uh, you know, you you think about every person having this huge, incredible coming out moment or transformative coming out moment, but I think everybody's situation is different, and I also think that this is something for you that you have been thinking about for a long time. That you knew you were sort of um, somewhere on the LGBT spectrum, but as we're all sort of trying to figure out our identities throughout life, um, you were sort of just trying to figure out where exactly you did fit. Uh, actually, um, no, to be honest. Oh. I was. <laughs> this is actually something I was struggling with for like a long time. I just like haven't really been open with you guys about it. This is like, this is something I was struggling with for a while, to be honest. Like, at what point? At how? At what age? Mainly in like sixth and seventh grade. Um, but I feel like we've been talking about it for a long time, yeah. you and I. Well, yeah, but for me, it felt like forever that I was struggling with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Did you feel a struggle? Did you feel like? Yes, definitely. A struggle talking to us or a um, struggle? Not a struggle like talking to you, just an internal struggle. Okay. Have you heard of like the term internalized homophobia? No. Um. So basically it's like, it's not necess- it's obviously like not that you're homophobic it's like more that you're homophobic of yourself like you're scared of being gay like you're fine with the like being gay in general in most cases like people being gay in general that's well that's in most cases um but yeah in my case it was like i'm fine with this like yay lgbt <laughs> sorry um LGBTQ plus rights and stuff like that. But, you know, I could I could never be gay. No, not me. And here we are. Uh-huh. Um, so we were, it was like a denial kind of. Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember this one time in sixth grade where I had like um, a, ma- a majority of my friends in like sixth grades. A majority of the people I hung out with were um, part of the community. And um, this one time one of them was like, are you sure <laughs> that you're not into girls? And I went like. I went on this like whole rant about like, oh no, I hate other girls. Like, I uh, no, other girls suck. It, even <laughs> though I claim to be a feminist, <laughs> like you were just yeah. trying to prove almost to yourself yeah. that it wasn't true. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. But yeah, we. I mean, this. I think so many of us go through, and we talk about this on the podcast too. That I don't know that I'm. I don't think I'm a hundred percent, you know, heterosexual or straight. Wow. I, okay. <laughs> All right. I've um, spoken. Wait uh, a minute. Listen, I, I will. Mia knows this, conversation. this, right? I mean, I, I kind of assume. Yeah, yeah, and you, I mean, we talk about it on the podcast. Why are you acting shocked? We talk I'm about not, yeah. not acting shocked. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, should I leave this conversation and head out and you guys can have this podcast to yourselves? Oh, am I not giving you enough time to talk? I'm sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm supposed to be here as a man. I, th- I mean, as a man, you. it's like <laughs> definitely important for you to, I, absolutely. Um, to, to like be in the room for this. Cause like, oh, thank you. Um, 
especially because like there are like a lot of like homophobic fathers out there like more homophobic fa- like non-accepting fathers and mothers and i'm like so lucky that i have you guys as my parents oh, like, oh, even you. if i do complain about you guys sometimes like i'm really like one of the lucky ones like Aww. but remember that because you complain, I do about, complain about you, you a lot about you a lot a lot not just a little <laughs> no that is that that is um but I do want to ask you a question. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very interested in this. Yep. Because uh, your mom and I growing up in the 80s, uh, coming I, out I of- I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> Come, you guys co- are the same age. What do you yeah, mean? exactly. Come, coming out of the closet was a huge deal. We grew up in the, the age of AIDS and people didn't want to relieve themselves, you know, let people know that they were gay. How is it different today versus well, then? Today is coming out of the closet a thing today, or is it more of a gradual thing like we went um, through with you? Some it depends on the case, to be on it, to be like real. Um, there are some cases where like people don't come out of the closet until they're like in their like forties, like sixties, or like even like past that. Um, and so, um, like it can still be a big deal. It just wasn't for me because I have like a nice space like this, I guess. And just like also, it's just like I hate coming out. I just like I just think like no, it's just like not fun. It's like it's not a conversation I want to have. Um, I am out to most of the people in my life. Um, I mean, I haven't like I I'm pretty sure Mima thinks I'm straight. I'm pretty sure your grandma. Yeah, Mima, my grandma, my so? mom's I mom. I think both your well, not I, no. I don't think so, but you haven't no, exactly I, come out to either of your grandmothers. Well, no, I, I mean, with Graham, um, with my grandma, which is my dad's mom, um, she and I are really close. So if she's listening to this, I haven't come out to her yet. So <laughs> if she's listening to this, um, hi, I guess. <laughs> now you know. Um, I like girls. Um. Yeah, well, you're you're close with you know all your grandparents, and they live close by and everything. Um, I th- and you and you, like you said, you're out to most people. Is it is it something about that th- you think that they still see you as this little girl, or is it more about the fact that they're from a different generation and you're worried about being judged by them? Uh, honestly, like at this point with Mima and Zega, like I know that Mima would be like down for that. I think she'd be like, oh hell yeah, you know, like yeah. Yeah, Mima's been on the podcast. Everybody knows who. Yeah, Linda. <laughs> yeah, Linda, Linda. Linda would not care. Linda, no matter yeah, what, she'd be down. Any I don't situation. Know. I mean, Linda I think would be like, "I saw an episode on The View about it." <laughs> <laughs> she like, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that Zaya would be cool. I think he'd be like, you know how Zaya is like all stuttery and stuff. Like, I think he'd be like, "Oh, okay." Um, <laughs> he'd say a Hebrew prayer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah uh, I think it's not that I'm like scared to come out to them or and anything. And Graham like, will be a hundred and yeah, ten percent. Like, she loves like you. Oh my gosh! For yeah. a second, because like yeah. it's kind of different with both of them. For sure. Me. Um, with Mima and Zaya, it's like more like oh, I just like don't want to come out. It's like you know what? Like someday I'll bring home a girlfriend. You guys will be like, oh yeah, that made sense. Yeah, we probably should have guessed. Um, but with Graham, it's different. I mean, it's just like Graham. It's like you know how close Graham and I are, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just like, it's really hard for me. There have been chances where, like, I could come out, and, like, I just, like, chose not to. I've, like, even, like, considered, like, writing her a note, because, like, I just, like, it's just, like, not something I want to do. It's like, are you I know she'll react positively. I I don't know. Or I mean, just like, the I stress of coming out. Like, there's a yeah, stress Yeah, especially, like, to her and stuff, because she's such a huge part of my life. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, I know she'll react positively. It's just like, I don't, I just don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, well, but however you're feeling is how you're feeling. But, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I, there's no doubt in my I mind. I mean, she, she, you know, you know what's going to happen. She's going to hug you yes. and say, yes, I know. Yeah. And I love you. I and but dad and I like have I never had to do anything like that. Yeah. So we don't know what it feels like to, to have to, you know, be in that position again and again and again. When, like right. you're saying, you're constantly having to do it because until you put yourself in some ways that almost might be a nice part of coming on this podcast because in some ways it's sort of like okay now uh, you know a lot of people who we know are going to know and you've done it in this you know incredibly brave courageous wonderful way um and next time you see them you'll sort of be like oh yeah they probably know already I don't have to you know I don't have to like just come out again honestly I found like um uh 
it's okay it's okay that you do this obviously like i'm down i'm down with this like mom mom you like you'll like tell your friends that i'm gay and i'm honestly like kind of thanks thankful for that like i've given her the okay on this like i know that you've like told some of your friends that um i'm a lesbian and um i'm definitely down for that because like like i've said i hate having to come out and so like i'm just like glad that you do that for me Mm -hmm. Um, you're also super close with a lot of my friends that's so true yeah her friends love me and i love them so (laughs) yes this works out it's important to me it's always been important to me that ian and jonah have known that there hasn't been any hiding of that i mean that and that oh yeah because i don't want you to feel like you're having to hide anything and i think you also have really really awesome accepting ian's 12 um and he's kind of like i don't know how else to put it but he's kind of like this jock you know this this sports (laughs) right for someone who's like (laughs) as skinny as he is he's like surprisingly athletic well (laughs) i just mean like he and his friends let's let's embrace that that was almost a compliment for oh yeah you were you almost complimented (laughs) him that's as far as he gets so So let's let's embrace that but i you know he's he's i guess what i'm trying to say is um you know he, he as much as he is, you guys are so different, right? Like he is. Oh yeah. Into, <laughs> no, completely. But <laughs> I have to give him and Jonah, who's nine, I have to give them so much credit because um, they are so. I think that they are just. They just love you so much, and they. I don't think they ever make you feel awkward or. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There have been times where Ian has made me feel awkward about it, but Jonah's been cool. Like. Let me interrupt um, you for a second, just because um, I understand how Ian can make you feel awkward or whatever. But as far as a 12-year-old little brother, I think he could probably make you feel as accepted as any little brother could. That's fair. Yeah, as that's fa- definitely as fair. much as he sh- you know, gives you a shot here and there. But that's just brother, sister, rivalry. But I think yeah. he's very accepting. Both of your brothers are very yeah. accepting. Jonah's and he, and he his, he's very open with his friends about it, and he never... Yeah, his, his friends all know, as far as I know. Yeah. Like, and he's, like, definitely, like, stood up for, like, LGBT rights, like, to them and stuff. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like... That's right. And, and that was very important to me always, is that I never wanted you... I never wanted that to be a secret. I always wanted that to be really, you know, o- out in the open. Um, and then... And I, I, don't, I don't think you ever felt like you had to, like, come out to them either. I think it was just something that... It was just sort of part of our daily home culture. Yeah, I of. feel like this I whole thing was just a progression. It was, it was. Well, yeah. with Ian, opinion, I did come out. Um, with Jonah, it was just like, you know, right? And Jonah was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we were wa- um, it was probably when we were watching Steven Universe, because um, I like to show him shows like that, especially, because like, um, there are so many good kids shows out there, like shows for kids his age that um, have such good LGBT rap better i'd argue i argue that like some of it is better than like the rep that's on tv um adult and teen tv shows to be honest is rep representation yeah rep as Mm -hmm. in representation yeah yeah so like the steven universe show is something that you and he bonded over yeah and in and in bonding it's an animated show Mm -hmm. and in bonding over that i guess also is this underlying um theme of lgbtq and lgbtq rights and acceptance and everything so you were also sort of bonding over that yeah um yeah one of the main characters is um lgbt and the main character um the main like the titular character steven universe he's very like i don't know if gender non-conforming is the right word but like he's he's very like do you know what toxic masculinity is I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming dad do. Of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so basically, he's um, they sh- they give him like a a huge lack of like toxic masculinity. I say that as I feel like the word lack makes it sound negative, but that's such a good thing. Like in the show, he wears like sk- sk- there are points where he wears like skirts and makeup and high heels and stuff, and he's like very comfortable in his masculinity and like. Especially femininity like femininity or masculinity? Masculinity and femininity. Okay. Um, and like, yeah, especially like, um, actually when the show, um, in the original show, uh, he was probably like around my age when I started watching it. Like uh, in the beginning of the show, he's like 13. He turns 14 in an episode. So yeah, it's like mm-hmm. cool that they're showing kids like, hey, it's okay. Like, especially like the 
boys who are wearing this, like, not wearing, watching the show, like, Jonah, it's like, hey, it's okay, like, wear skirts and, like, makeup and stuff. And, like, those aren't just things for girls. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And they also, like, showcase non-binary characters and stuff. And, like, um, yeah, that's just cool. How do you feel as far as, this is a big question for me, about social media? Because we, I know that the social, did you watch The Social Dilemma yet? No. Did you? I, no, I did not. You I know, should. I know, I know. Everyone keeps telling me I should. I'm going to. I, I know. I've been putting it off because I, I feel like I don't know if I can be stressed out about one more thing. But I, I do want to watch it. Um, but the social dilemma, and and I know, you know, we all talk about as parents. There's a thousand podcast episodes and blogs written and books written about social media and how dangerous it is for kids. And I know that there are totally a lot of aspects of the internet and social media that can be horrible and can be very toxic and dangerous, to be honest. Um, But I also think for you, social media has been a really powerful outlet. Yes and no. Um, When I was first starting to struggle with my sexuality, I had like found this corner of the internet where they convinced me like, hey, you're better than other girls because you like to read. And it's like, oh, all right, sure. You know what? Yeah, I'm better than other girls. Um, And so like that wasn't just like bad for me in the sense that like, oh, I'm better than other girls. I couldn't date them. Like not just in that sense, but like it gave me like it like kind of started me off and like internalized misogyny and stuff like that. You know, like that's just like. Wait, um, she's using two big words for me. (laughs) Internalized misogyny. Internalized misogyny is where, like, kind of like uh, you are a woman, but like you like ha- you like treat other women women as if they're lower than you. I guess. Okay. Something you see in like books like Harry Potter, which is like a great book, which is like a great series, but like they do. There's a lot of that in there for some weird reason. I don't know, but like, yeah. Um, but um, I, I I feel like you're uh, you have this also this thing where you follow these. YouTubers and you follow these people oh, yeah. who are extremely open and honest and they have th- they've created these beautiful wonderful platforms um and I th- I think correct me if I'm wrong but I think that that has really helped you with your self-acceptance oh yeah definitely um uh there are a lot of like LGBT YouTubers I can recommend but there's this one video that I've wanted you to watch um it's called Basically I'm Gay, and it's from this YouTuber, Dan Howell. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. It was a little over a year ago when I finally was convinced to try CBD. I People were always telling me because of my back issues and because of my anxiety that CBD really worked, and I was always very skeptical. But after a ton of research, I decided that I wanted to try the company Feels. Feels is grown with care and hand harvested by Colorado and Oregon farmers following organic farming practices. Their goal is to produce the purest end product available. Before Feels reaches your hands, they test every batch produced with a third-party lab to ensure purity and consistency. Every batch comes with a certificate of analysis verifying the feels you've received is crafted with only the finest ingredients. And that's only one of the things that I loved so much about feels. And honestly, during quarantine, any of you who follow me on Instagram know that I have really had a hard time and knowing that I can take the CBD and I have feels to help me just even to take the edge off and to bring me down a little bit has been such a blessing. If you're nervous or aren't sure that you're doing it right once you receive the product, the greatest thing about feels is that they have a free CBD hotline with real human support to help guide and make the most of your personal experience. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash MNM, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash MNM to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash MNM. 
you and I have been very open about therapy on the podcast. And I know that there are so many people out there who will message me all the time and just say, I can't convince my spouse to go to couples therapy. And they're always listening to you and me, Adam. You are here, right, Adam? I'm here. Oh, okay. Hi. I'm listening. Oh. I, I was just thinking to myself, I wish I knew about lasting before I started therapy. It would have made such an easier transition for me. Yeah. And people will say, it's just too expensive. We can't swing it. I can't convince my partner. And that's why I love lasting so much. And I know that you do too. Because it, first of all, is the best transition if you're thinking about going to therapy, but really need somebody to get comfortable. And it's nice and discreet because it's just an app on your phone. You're not going anywhere. You're not on a Zoom call face-to-face -face with anybody. You're literally just getting all of the benefits of counseling without the face-to-face -face. and some people that's what they need and that's why I love it so much and also lasting is only $14.99 for two users per month or $79.99 for two users per year with a seven-day free trial you tell me what other therapy that you can get that's $80 a year it's unbelievable it's the perfect way for a person who feels really uncomfortable to get their feet wet with the idea of counseling. So go download Lasting, the nation's number one couples counseling app, and make the rest of 2020 a better year. Is it possible for me to say that? A year to really get closer as a couple and work on whatever it is you may be putting on the back burner. Getlasting.com. G-E-T-L-A-S-T-I-N-G.com. You were talking about Dan and Phil, who are YouTubers. Yeah. Dan and and you, I know that you found a, like a, them as a source of comfort, and you think it's really important that people watch this video. How? Why do you think that it's so important? Well, um, Dan and Phil, they're like this duo, but like they did come out separately. Um, they both and like um, uh, they both came out like uh, pretty close, like together. Their coming out videos like happened like pretty close together. Um, and so, I'm sorry, what did you ask again? I kind of forgot. <laughs> hey, why did you, why do you think it's so important that people watch this video called I'm Gay? Basically, I'm gay. Oh, sorry. Basically, <laughs> I'm gay. Um, well, I do want to give a few trigger warnings first. They, it, he does talk about, like, suicide and, like, how he was bullied. He goes into, like, a bit of depth about that. And I just wanted to give a few trigger warnings for anyone who does go out to watch it. Um, uh, but basically, I feel like it's so important because, like, um, it's just like this, it's his story and like, um, it's like, it's also like says a lot about like how people, how some people like se speculate about celebrities like so much and that kind of like hurts them. Like he does, he like talks about like, um, how like his sexuality was speculated by like everyone like at like this one point and like everyone was like, oh, he's definitely gay. And that kind of like made it harder for him to come out because he wasn't ready. Um, and so I think that, like, it's a kind of important, like, kind of talks, I think it's important, like, how we treat celebrities, like, I think it says something about how we treat celebrities. Well, it's well. also anybody, isn't it better to not speculate for anybody yeah, and just let them have their yeah. own timeline, like, not just celebrities, yeah, right? Like, maybe, like, just stop speculating about people in general, yeah. Also, that's not, like, the main reason why I think it's important, not, like, the whole, spec not just the whole speculating thing, but also, like, I mean, I do think it's important, but it's not the most important thing. I think the most important thing is that, like, this is his story and can get, like, really dark. So, like, you when you say that, like, uh, when some people say, like, oh, it's so much easier for people to come out today, it's not always like that. And I think that we need to stop saying that. Because, like, while it is, well, while like, it admittedly is easier for some people, it really isn't, like... It's still hard for people, no matter what, even if yeah. we're not stuck back in the 60s where the nuclear family is, yeah. you know, su just like the main now today. I know that there's I think yeah. there is more acceptance of, you know, of different kinds of families. But for sure, we still have a very long way to go. And for you, I think that we we do. I mean, we live in a community that is. Um, not the greatest. Well, maybe no. I don't want to say not the greatest. Not as ex a lot of people aren't as accepting, but we certainly are. Are the people we hang out with yeah. are, and you have been so incredible with that that you have sought out. Don't you think so, Adam? That she's been so good at seeking out her people who 
she knows are going to accept her for who she is. And and I don't always think that's so easy, especially in high school, that, you know, it's very hard to find, to really find those people who you're going to sort of jive with and have the same feelings about. And you, that makes me so confident that you're going to be able to find those people throughout your life who, um, they, you know, that you have these friends, you have this this niche of friends who really do accept you and you accept them. And that's, I don't think where we live, that's so easy to do. Yeah, I know that um, I'm lucky that I found them like pretty early on too. Like um, my two best friends, I met them in eighth grade and we're still going strong, even though like none of us go to the same school. Um, my two best friends and I, uh, and so, um, they're still like my like some of my favorite people in the entire universe, and I love them, and um and and I also have my friends from sleepaway camp, um, which happened last year. I haven't seen them since um probably like a year ago. Maybe. Well, because of quarantine, you guys yeah. couldn't go back to camp this summer. Yeah, and um we still talk though. Like I still talk to them like pretty often. And you're going next summer. Yeah, definitely going next summer. And it's a ni- it's a nice. I think it's really nice to have those other places, you know, away from this community, right? That you, yeah, you know, definitely. that you have these other outlets. And also, before the quarantine happened, you were going to High Tops in Princeton, which is a really awesome place for yeah, LGBTQ. That was fu- that was a cool place, yeah. yeah, but the Subway Camp was so great because Amazing. it was just for anybody who was anybody, and it doesn't matter who you are or yes. what you are, or everybody just loves everyone. Right. Yeah, it's just like such a great accepting place. People of like all genders, all sexualities there. It's like awesome. Well, it was funny because recently I I saw this video on YouTube where the there's a woman who was kind of quoted as being the originator of the gender reveal party. Oh yeah, and her kids and her kids ends up being non-binary. Yeah. Right. So did she come out and say that she she wishes that she hadn't? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she I've came s- out I've and seen said, that. "I, l- I kind of like that." But Are you I for that? Like, like how do you feel about her. that? Um, I ca- I liked that. I kind of felt bad for her. Like, I thought it was like really funny. Um, and like she, I know she feels like so bad, like about like spurring this on. Like, I kind of like, and like, I kind of like hate the idea of gender reveals personally, but like, um. I mean, sure, like, the mystery is fun. Like, oh, what gender is the baby going to be? But, like, the baby's, but, like, the baby, like, it's, like, you know, it's, like, such a dumb thing. Like, we're, like, put, like from, like, before they're born, like, we're kind of, like, pushing this gender onto them. Like, it's, like, hey, uh, you know, just, like, take your time. You can, like, figure this out. We're not going to force you, like, wear anything. We, like, well, this is how, like, people should be. Like, just, like, it should just be, like, Hey, take your time. Um, we're not gonna like force you to wear anything or like do anything that like makes so th- you feel right. Uncomfortable. So this forced pink or blue, yeah, it's kind of outdated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is kind of a dark topic, so you can like feel free to edit this out. But um, uh, did you know that um before the Holocaust, pink was actually the blue, co- uh, the boy color, and blue was actually the girl color. Because um, during the Holocaust, they made um, gay men wear pink triangles. And so, um, I get, and like that's apparently like what started it as being um, pink being a girl color and blue being a boy color. At least that's what I heard. I'm not 100% sure. But um, like, uh, I might be wrong, but like, this is what I've heard, and so but I know that the pink triangle thing was definitely true. So like mm-hmm, that they got labeled with a pink triangle for yeah. being gay. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's always been a struggle, and I think right now, you know, people always say to me, I'm I'm a little bit political on Instagram, especially in the last year and when everything was going on with Black Lives Matter and everything. As you should be, though. Yeah, I, I well, I agree. Um, and I know, you know, I know our listeners are, are so um, are so, you know, accepting and understanding and supportive of me doing that. But, you know, people always say about my Instagram page, you're why can't you just post funny memes and be a, a funny parenting 
page? Why do you have to get into politics? And why do you have to talk about your beliefs about this or your beliefs about LGBTQ or your beliefs about Black Lives Matter? And my, my issue is that you can't separate the two things because you don't know, you know, what I have an LGBTQ daughter and what happens politically 100% affects her life. So when people say that to me, it's infuriating because I, as a parent of someone who could be marginalized and have her rights taken away, cannot ignore any of that. So I need to throw that in there that, you know, a lot of us, there's no... There's no separation for us. There, that, that if you have the luxury of separating politics from parenting, or I don't, I don't know if luxury is the wrong word, but a lot of people no, don't have that. Is the right yeah, word. a lot of people yeah. don't have that. So anyway, I wanted to throw that in there. Um, and or, also, that or you could just say because this is our page, this is what we are. There are plenty yeah, of people who are just about funny memes and parenting and. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that too. If you want to be all in, all encompass like of what we believe page. in and what we do, this is us. Right, but I, I hate the assumption that parenting and politics should be separated because I just think that that's absolute bullshit. It really is. Like I just like this is something that's so important to me too, especially because like especially as your daughter, because like it makes me so happy when I see you posting stuff like that because I need people to go out and vote so that I can have a future and so that kids like me can have a future so that any kid can have a real future. Mm-hmm. And that it, there is active stuff going on to try to take away your rights, um, yes. your future rights. And you have always been somebody, that's one of the reasons why I was so confident to have you on is because you are somebody who has always kept yourself really, really educated. Wouldn't you say, Ad, since... Oh, very much so. I mean, you were, you were, Danielle, you were very nervous about having me on. Is this the right thing to do? Is it not? Uh, should we be doing this? And, uh, you know, I was thinking the whole time, you know, Mia knows her stuff. She's mm-hmm. educating herself in everything she believes in. It's not just a abstract idea that she thinks. And right. yeah, You're my go-to for everything yeah, I politically try. correct, right? I definitely try really hard to do my best. Uh... And I only really try and really if, hard to do yeah, my best. And if, um, and if she wasn't comfortable doing this, of course we would not. Oh, of course. But I, yeah, no. she's you know obviously more than comfortable doing this. So. Yeah. Um. So that I think to me, you have always been even before you went through this, you know, this self realization and everything about your identity. Um, I think you've always really tried to be really informed about things and you have always, you know, you've gone to, we've gone to women rally, women's march, the women's march and women's rallies and the Black Lives Matter. And you are somebody who really cares, not just because it's you, but I think you care about other people. And um, I guess as somebody who is informed and who is growing up in a house where, you know, we've never done this before, you're our oldest child and Granted, I think that we have a very, very accepting, warm, loving home, but I'm sure we also are making some mistakes. And I was wondering if you wanted to maybe talk to parents out there about some things that you think that they could be doing to create an accepting environment for their kids and maybe some stuff that you think dad and I could be doing that we're not or could be doing differently. Okay, well, I have a lot to say on, like, parents, like, how, like, some parents, like, treat their kids. Um, And, like... Even parents, like, think that they're accepting. I'm not saying you're, like, you you just, oh, you think you're accepting, but you're not really. I'm talking to parents who, like, think they're accepting and they think that they're doing a great job, but, like, they're not. Because um, <laughs> uh, there are, like, so many parents who are, like, who, like, who are, like, oh, yeah, I'm great with my kid. They also, like, will tell them, oh, your sexuality or... Um, your gender, like that's just a phase, you know. You you aren't actually this way. I know. I'm your mother. I'm I'm your mother. I know better than you. Like, mm-hmm. like moms should never tell their kids that like they know better than them. That's not something you can do. That's just like you need to believe your kid. Yeah, their your kid, it like has the brain of your kid, has the body of your kid, has the heart of your kid. Your kid knows your kid best. Mm-hmm. Um. But do you feel like there's certain things that we have done? Like, for instance, you know, we have, I've always been, I know Adam will feel differently, but I I love putting, like, the signs around, and I have the bumper stickers on my car. Yeah. And 
the you know the one wh- where I have the um, in this house we believe you know love is love and all bodies are beautiful and science but, is real and women's rights are human. No, I think sometimes you think I go overboard with everything. No, it's fine with me. I, I mean, oh. it doesn't yeah like. But does that I, we believe the same thing? No, so I know, you know, I know. But you know, sometimes I think I'm like maybe I'm I overdo it a little bit. Um, but you, you know, you I overdo have, a lot of things. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I you know I I try to just make it a space of acceptance and do you feel like that stuff helps knowing that you know that stuff is around and you're walking around your house and you feel like you know that you're in a a, in a space where you are you know just fully allowed to be yourself um yeah it does help however uh you did ask um like if there are things that you could be doing better and you're extremely excited to talk about it i'm <laughs> sure okay do you, let's do you have a list yeah i i know how how many pages this is this actually yeah. is more about you than it is dad yeah dad i i agree i think that dad i have He's to give him good. i i think that dad is um you know we talk a lot on this show about we've we've you know that we're very open about our marriage and stuff like that and i think that dad is one of the most accepting dads yeah. in the entire world there you go that you know i'm not kidding that you, you really just want your kids to be your kids yeah well i want them to be happy i want them to be comfortable in their own selves right I but mean, I, there's yeah. never I've ne- i don't think our kids are ever worried that you're going to judge them right yeah yeah okay so now talk about me and how terrible <laughs> i am <laughs> well you Wait, know may I, uh, maybe you and i can go back and forth about how terrible you <laughs> are all right, let's get into it. Um, like, I am very lucky to have you as my mom. However, you know how Ian will make those jokes about how like I hate straight people and movies and like how like and like how like it's like bad that like oh you only like gay things in movies like he'll joke about like that mm-hmm. and like like you like you just like I feel like you need you well both of you actually need to be like talking to him about that more and just like hey that's not okay because like you laughed when he made jokes like that before like because we can't watch any movies or anything that yeah okay um yeah and like remember when we were watching cheaper by the dozen yeah um and like i got well we were watching the second one and i got upset when allison stoner like the you know the, the butch girl when she got that makeover i was like upset like why couldn't they just leave her butch you know and like ian just like started joking and like and then you were laughing at it, and so I got really upset, and I stormed off. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I remember. And then, the, and then you <laughs> asked me to watch another. And remember the time that <laughs> you. And then you. And then you asked what I was for. And then I wouldn't watch another movie with you guys, and you got really mad at me. So. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure that there are ways that I am screwing up. I know I am, and I. You know, I think that we all. Some of it, we we don't realize it. You know, and our. I mean, there's so many ways I'm screwing up. Anyway, but about this also, I'm sure that there are things that I need to be better at. And if you're saying that those situations make you uncomfortable, and that sometimes someone is making a joke, and, and then a hundred percent, I'm a hundred percent in the wrong, and I need to work on that. We need to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk more with Mia Silverstein. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I want to find out what, you know, I know that you really feel like it helps your confidence and your identity watching some of these shows. Do you want to tell us why and about good representation in TV and movies and bad representation? Because I know this is a really, really big interest for you. Um, well, yeah, um, well, this is, like, shows and movies are, like, really important to me. I don't know why. It's just, like, it's such a good outlet. Um, it's, like, it's just, like, a great method of escapism, I guess, and, like, I find it really easy to get into these stories, especially when they have a character who is LGBT or possibly LGBT. Well, it normalizes what you're feeling, right? Yeah. So it makes it seem more okay to be, you know, comfortable with what's going on in the movie. Like, I know Love, Simon is one of your favorite movies. I mean, yeah, but, like, 
over time, it's like the the book was better at um, representing this than the movie was. I feel. Oh like yeah, the and books too have been a huge part. Wait, mm-hmm. you keep saying LGBT and LGBTQ. Can you? Is it LGBTQ. either or? Well, I I know. Pe- I, I wonder which which is the right way to be saying um, it. It's probably better if I keep saying LGBTQ plus. I just I'm just kind of lazy. You sure, it's just shortening it. It's not about that. It's more yeah. appropriate now or yeah. Okay. No. Um, okay. L- uh, I could go in like deeper into the acronym uh, if you wanted me well, to. Part two of the episode, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there are there are um, a l- there's a lot of like good rep that I've seen, and there is a lot of bad rep that for some reason I still watch just because like I'm so invested. Um, uh, can I give an example of sure, that? Sure, of course. Um, there's this one show I love and also kind of hate, Supernatural. It's like. It's a it's a really it's a really good show, but also like there are these there's this one character, one of the main characters who the fans have been begging for like the past twelve years. They've been like, hey, um, maybe you can make this character like bisexual because like it's pretty obvious that he isn't straight. Um, and uh, there's only a few episodes of the show left, so I guess they have like still time to do that. But it's like most likely that they're not going to like. They've just been like, kind of like, no, screw you. We're not gonna do that. Why would we do that? And like, um, everyone and they have had LGBT char- LGBTQ plus characters before, but like, pretty much all of them have been killed off, or like, we only saw them once, and they, like, they didn't get to have a good storyline. Um, and I know that in a good representation, I know that you have watched again and again and again. One of your one of the most influential for you has been Schitt's Creek. Oh my god, yes. That's that's my favorite show ever. Um I have an Alexis Rose pop. Uh, I just got <laughs> I put a, I put a picture of you with it on our story. <laughs> you did. So tell us why Shit's Creek is such a transformative show for the LGBTQ plus community. Um well, it's so amazing that one of their main characters um, is pansexual, which is so rare. You rarely ever even see a character who's pansexual. Do you want to quickly explain pansexual and which okay. character is yeah, pansexual? Yeah, which character is David. This? Oh, okay. Yeah, remember like the whole, I like the wine, not the label thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Red, wait, so wait, that part where she's like, do you like red wine or, wine or white wine? And he's like, I like I the wine. I like the wine, not, not the label. label. Um, and Grand meaning, insinuendo. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, basically, pansexual. It seems it sounds a lot like bisexual at first, but it's not the same thing. Um, so, bi is like liking two or more genders and like having a and like usually like having a pre- a preference. But pansexual, it's like oh yeah, who cares? I like gender doesn't matter. I just like all people and like no like you don't have a preference like. Doesn't matter if the person is trans or hetero no. or right. Like if I bump into you in the street and I like you, I don't care what you are. I I'm into you. I'm I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Basically, like not well. Why like not hetero? It's like about it's like about like attraction to gender, not like people like sexuality or anything. Like well, well I, I'm saying that it, it, you they might like they might be attracted to somebody who's heterosexual. Like they well, I mean, anyone could be attracted attracted to someone who's heterosexual. <laughs> Help me out. Yeah, we're, so we're literally yes, just I'm trying learning. to learn. Yeah, we're it's, learning. Uh, it's gender. It's about gender. It's like, well, it's actually about like so lack anybody- of gender when it comes to attraction. Mostly about like the T. It's like about attra- being attracted to all genders. The official definition I've seen is like being attracted to two or more genders. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's like you are like, and like having preferences. Like a lot of bisexual people like, prefer like a lot of bisexual girls i've seen like tend to prefer like girls and stuff but there are some who like prefer boys and like that's still valid like um bi people usually tend to have a preference when, meanwhile with pansexual people it's like like you like all genders no preference okay and that's what david on Shit's creek is yeah and also because the, i think what i've seen is that on Shit's creek they um they don't ever make it a thing like the, being a homosexual it just is and there's nobody hates anybody for being you know like yeah, none of the population of the town ever make a big thing about it nobody ever you know talks about it in a negative way it's just fully accepted and no other tv show has ever done that yeah it definitely not it's like i mean and you would like, think in a small 
town like that, yeah, it was it would be a thing. It would be an issue. It would well, be an yeah. Outcast. They purposely made it so it wasn't a thing. Yeah, and I like that. Um, David and Patrick, they're just my favorite couple ever. Um, they're just like the best couple. Like I think anyone who's watched the show can agree they're like the best couple on TV. I mean, I know that they get thousands of letters from people who watched the show and then felt like they could come out. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just like such a good show. I love it. It's such great representation. Yeah. Um, and for any parents um, who want to like sh- like make sure their kids like see like LGBT pe- LGBTQ plus people on the screen, um, I have so many recommendations. Can I like list some of those? You can li- you have it if you list a few, and then we will put a whole bunch on our social media um, yeah. and on our um, in the show notes. Okay. Okay. Um, well, s- there's Steven Universe, The Owl House, uh, She-Ra, the one on Netflix, not the original And those one. are for younger kids, right? Um, well, not really. Those are, like, for, like, more, like, those are for kids, like, Jonah's age, I guess. Yeah, like so he's those, nine, okay. Yeah, like, around his age. Um, let's see, uh, what, the one that I was, uh, I was just talking about this with, this show with my mom, because, uh, I... I actually just showed Jonah this show last night, Jonah and Sophia. Um, this show, Julian the Phantoms, which is pretty new, and it's got great rep. I really like it. Um, yeah, the, it's like, um, I have so many more shows. There are so many more shows that have really good representation. And that might be a really cool thing for parents to do with their kids, to sit yeah. down and watch with them. Because, you know, I mean, I've tried to watch countless shows with you, and when you watch one episode <laughs> with me, and then I wake up the next morning and you finished the season. Um, <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> so, um, and when we, she's trying to explain to you. We have tried and failed several times. I get very upset. Well, sometimes watching something with Mia, and she's talking the whole time to explain every situation <laughs> and what's going on in the story. And you don't get to see what's going on. She's fully invested. <laughs> I Well, yeah, I get like way too into shows yes, and movies that I know. watch. Especially shows. There are so many shows I'm obsessed with at the moment. Yeah. Well, okay, you'll make a list for us online and everything. Um, and I, I think that, you know, people just really want to... Um, I, I know that most parents just want to create a safe environment for their kids and we're all trying and obviously we're going to screw up and whether your kid is part of the lgbtq plus community or not everybody you know i've spoken about this on another episode but i i am obsessed i love andrew solomon and if you guys haven't watched i you haven't watched this mia i would love to watch i don't know who that is yeah well he he's um he does He's written a bunch of books, and he he did this movie called Far From the Tree, um, and it's on Hulu, I think. If you have not watched it, go watch it. But he talks about, I think you'll find this interesting, Mia, that there that everybody has two identities. You have a vertical identity, which is what you inherit from your family, so like your ethnicity, your hair color, your last name, and then you have things in common um, – things you have in common with your parents and children, and then you have a horizontal identity, which is things that make you different from your family, those things that are established outside of the family norm, things like if you have a health issue or, you know, you're deaf and your parents aren't deaf or perhaps your sexuality, you're gay and you're born into a straight family, and that's an identity that's sort of just yours um, that really... Everybody else needs to sort of try to understand. And you have this whole other identity sort of outside your family, right? That that's your vertical identity is, is what makes you, is what sort of makes you part of your family. And your, your horizontal identity is something you have outside of your family. And I think that we're, we're all just, we really just want you to feel like, you know, we're understanding of your horizontal identity, this thing that sort of sets you apart from us, that makes you so special and unique and wonderful. Um, And so I think that, you know, anything that you can say to parents that they can do to sort of help make their kids feel more accepted is great. Um, Well, one thing you said a little earlier that I wanted to comment on is that like, oh, you know, parents, we're all going to screw up, but the important thing is that you, like, fix those screw-ups. You, like, fix the mistakes that you make. Like, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's obviously okay. However, um, depending on what mistake, you mu- you probably might have to fix it, like, depending on what you do. Like, mm-hmm. So people who maybe haven't been as accepting as their kids, it's time to right that wrong. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. 
Right. Um, yeah, some, but like acceptance varies on the person. Like, um, some people like a lot. Most people that I can think of, like if their parents know that they're gay, they don't want their parents telling anyone. And I'm like fine with you telling people. Um, I hope so. Because <laughs> you're telling well, a lot of people right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, accidentally comes out to your entire audience. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, Mia, you've been really accepting of us, too. We have this. We are not by any means your typical parents. <laughs> we have this podcast <laughs> where, you know, most kids have parents, their pa- you know, who are who don't have a podcast where they talk about their deepest you have, and darkest secrets well, and the you most have inappropriate You have definitely traumatized thing. me at times. I'm not going to lie. You have definitely traumatized me at times. How have I traumatized I you? Um, back when I used to follow the account. I w- oh, <laughs> yeah, the Instagram account. Well, that was your fault. You should just stop following <laughs> that. Well, I, ca- I kind of want to sum it up a little bit saying, listen, I never thought I was going to have a podcast. I never thought we were going to have a medium to talk to people. But I am so incredibly proud of you for coming on. Thank you. And talking about how you feel. And letting people know how important this is to to be accepting of who your children are. So I'm I, I'm really so proud of you, and I love you we no both matter. Are. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you know. Yeah, and, and thank uh, you. That's uh, so nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we love you so so much. And I think that you're kind of. I think you think it's kind of cool that we have this platform that we can. I mean, yeah. But at times, it's like, oh, <laughs> people know who my parents are. That's that's interesting. <laughs> um, plus, I still haven't met anyone famous from it. So, uh, if you could like, if you could like, uh, you know, get well, me the number nobody's met famous. anybody in a very long time face to face. Anyway, name so. one person that you want to meet. We'll try to make it happen. Yes, one person. If you're out Quick. there listening, go ahead. Hey, uh, Dan Levy, if you're yes, out there. Dan Levy, hi, I yes, love you. Please. Um, we all love you, Dan Levy. Yeah, we all love you, Dan Levy. Please, um, hi. Will you come back and be a regular guest? <laughs> uh, you know what? Sure. Will you be like our acceptance um, professional uh, expert? Yeah, just bring me on the show. Like I'm like, you know, like those kids shows who have like, who like, or about like learning and stuff, and like they like they'll have like that scientist that they go to ex- to explain like stuff. Bill Nye, Bill Nye, the science well, yeah, guy. Yeah, like, I'm talking about like sh- I'm sure that I know that there are like shows out there like they're like children based or like educational, and they have like those like segments. That yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like that scientist guy. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? Right. I, I, from from doing this episode, I I don't feel like you belong on a kids episode. I feel like you belong on this podcast talking to adults (laughs) yeah i know i was just like comparing like my appearance on this to like the the scientists on the tv show right that she's like our own little professional like our own little expert right you know we have our own little expert and you really are i mean anytime right when i'm writing something and i need it to sound um you know appropriate and politically correct I come to you. You're my person. Yeah, I was actually, um, earlier you were saying something and I actually wanted to correct you about Black Lives Matter and how that's political. I was like, uh, not really political because, um, you know, it's just about like humans, you know, being alive and like right. staying well, alive. Well, people will say it's political when they yeah. see that you're, but you're it's absolutely not, right. Though. It's a, it's human rights. It's not about po- political. It's about humanity. I completely agree with you. And I'm so proud of you. And I know that you are already changing the world because um, you. you know you're so open and honest, and we need more people like that. And um, and we love you so so much. And do you want, is there anything you want to say to people about? Again, I know you said about voting or whatever. Just any last words? Please vote. Um, <laughs> I want to have a future. I would like to get married and adopt children. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I do have a few like two final thoughts that I want to leave people with. Um, I was thinking of okay. The first one, uh, it's statistically proven that one in four, or t- one in four, or one in five people are gay. So, uh, you know, anyone around you right now <laughs> could be gay. Just like be careful of what you say around people. And two, um, Dan Levy, hit me up. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Alexis, we love her. Yeah, too. I love Alexis. She's amazing. Too. Annie Murphy. I yeah, l- that's her name, right? Oh, Annie, Annie Murphy. Yeah. Right, right. I love right. her so much. Yeah. She's awesome. You yeah. Like, hi, if you're watching. She's probably not listening, but if you are, I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you. The Marriage and Martinis community, I know, already loves you. And, oh, um, you. and you are welcome to come on and talk any time. Now go clean your room. Right. <laughs> um, 
uh, actually, you interrupted me napping before <laughs> to uh, to uh, do this, so I might just go back to that. Oh, all right. <laughs> we can clean your room tomorrow. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, and you know, like she said, vote. We only have a please. few weeks left, please, and please, um, please. be careful, like you said, with what you say to people. You never know what internal struggles they're having and you know self-realization and everything and let's just all just be accepting not only of our kids but of one another and you know we're all just fighting our own battles and trying to make it all right all right guys we love you love you bye, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.